When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, if you want to listen to the full Burt Show every day uninterrupted, we got no ads on that thing. All you have to do is become a bonus BS subscriber. That's bonus Burt Show. Find out more at thebirdshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. It's kind of an old cliche of advice, said. If you want to start losing weight or you want to form a new habit, make yourself responsible to other people. So you sort of feel the pressure that, look, if I don't make this, everybody kind of knows about it. What we do is we call that humiliation, our motivation by humiliation. And our producer here, Jackson Kim, is experiencing this right now. This was all his idea, by the way. Uh, so for those that didn't hear it, what is your goal and why? What was the motivation here to get into better shape? Because in looking at you, you look fine to us. Well, thank you for that. He's like, I don't want to look fine. I want to look great. <laughs> <laughs> I think a big part of it is honestly knowing like what I have looked like in the past and then seeing myself now and doing the whole big comparison whenever I see pictures now. Are you comparing you to like your 18-year-old self, though? Because those days are gone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. And it's not like you're old or anything, but back when you're like 17 or 18, you just, you could pick up a Coke and you get a bicep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm comparing myself to even like a year ago, and that's where like the shocking kind of comparisons come in, where I see like, you know, these pictures and I'm like, wow. I, I didn't think that I was in that great shape now, but now I know that something has changed in the last, like, six to, months to a year. Pictures don't lie. No. They don't. Mo and I have said this a million different times. Like, you think you're kicking ass in the gym. You're looking all good. You go to that beach vacation. You're strutting down the beach. You take a selfie, and then you look at it, and you're like, no, that's not what I look like in the mirror in the gym. That's, I see the truth. Yeah. The and truth. I, I wish my friends and Facebook would stop sending me old pictures of myself, both of them. Please stop. Yeah, this is going to be a year that I'm going to try and blacklist for many pictures being shown of me in public, which is great because we did a whole Burt Show photo shoot with uh, me in this current state. <laughs> <laughs> pictures are unforgiving, man. Uh, and you don't look bad. But is this... Um, and you can be honest, because I've said this in the past also, that mostly when I worked out, it was 75% vanity and the health benefit. Well, that was nice. Or is this the other way around for you? Oh, a hundred percent. I'm, I'm, it's pretty vain, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't hate to admit that. I do think that it has obviously its benefits because I know the, you know, psychological and emotional benefit that, you know, being in a specific workout routine and schedule gets me in. I sleep a lot better. I feel a lot better. I also have more energy during the day. Um, all of that can be attributed to working out and eating better and, I can tell that I've been a little sluggish these past four to six months. Welcome to morning radio. <laughs> yeah. There's also that. There's also <laughs> that part of this, too. I heard somebody say in a podcast, like, if somebody gave you a car when you were 16 years old and they said, look, this is the only car you're going to have for the rest of your life, you'd be sure to keep it maintained all the time, right? Because you can't trade it in. Tires would be nice. You'd be getting your oil changed all the time. And you'd be really careful because this is the only one you have. That's your body, you know? And we forget that. This is the only one we got. This doesn't work for everybody, but for me, I try when I'm in slumps to look at it like my a check is just as important as my body and my health. Because typically, you you if you have to go to work, you don't feel like going to work every day, mm. but you get up and go. You find a way to get there, mm. and for some reason, when it comes to your body, you'll say, "Oh no, I'll get there to that tomorrow." Right. So. If you make them equal, yeah. you go to the gym as much as you go to work. Yeah, I like that a lot. That That's that's really good. Okay, so uh, Jackson came to us and he's like, give us some motivation here. And we have some now, like some humi kind of humiliating things that if he doesn't reach this goal, 
he's going to have to ponder on doing, right? But Kristen and I weren't here for the day, or maybe I was just out. No, I, well, we had talked about it, and then, um, so I'm assuming Abby, Cassie, and Mo, you brought three things to the table, and right? Tommy. Me too. Okay. Oh, it's Tommy. What, oh, God. what are the things that are on the table before, because... And then you and I have to, and then Jackson picks the one that's okay. going to be his motivation by humiliation. Actually, we decided Burt Show listeners are going to vote. Okay. Because Jackson, of course, is going to pick the one that's the least humiliating to him, so we're going to let Burt Show listeners vote at the thebirtshow.com. Okay, I think that. Okay, because they're mean. Yeah. <laughs> so I found out over the course of this entire journey. All right, Cassie, what was your suggestion? Mine was that he had to pose in his underwear wearing a Santa hat with Cheeto fingers and chocolate smeared across his mouth. And we would play that in the middle of a major sports game here in town on the Jumbotron. <laughs> so whether it's Atlanta United, the Falcons, whatever's in season, it's going on the Jumbotron. Very Tron. nice. That is major league right there. Uh-huh. Mine was just um, dancing in your drawers to a song of choice while your girlfriend records it. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. She could be into that, though. All right. Yeah. Yeah. She could be. I don't know if the viewers will be. You also haven't seen me dance before. <laughs> so Jackson's girlfriend looks a lot like Anne Hathaway, as we've talked about. So mm. I thought it'd be really funny <laughs> if we got her and him to reenact a scene from one of my favorite movies with Anne Hathaway in it, The Devil Wears Prada. Mm-hmm. But of course, you would have to be the devil wearing Prada, Miranda, and not um, the boyfriend. So it'll be pretty embarrassing. Yes. Those are three solids. I'll go because... We have to hear Tommy's. Mine's not going to be unique also, yeah. So for my stunt boy past, I have many a costume. And back in the day, evidently there was a fetish for men wearing baby clothes. So I have an adult <laughs> baby costume with a giant rattle. And I told him he'd have to wear it out in public for the whole show one day. You had to wear that for your previous show? Oh, I tried to check check into a Hilton with a sheep. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I was racking my brain trying to come up with an idea, and I couldn't think of one that, for me at least, would be any worse than what Kristen has already done, the bet payoff that she already did. And that is sitting naked in one of those art classes. Mm -hmm. I mean... I, I would have thrown up. I would have been so humiliated by that. Now, we've already done it, so it's not unique, but I can't think of anything, at least for me, that would be more humiliating than that. All right, I have one specialized to you. Oh, boy. Because you also have, I wouldn't even call it a side hustle. Like, it's your hustle. I feel like the birth show is your side hustle. And what is it that you, what, what's the, your business that you have? Yeah, I uh, I help run a an in-home sushi making class mm-hmm. um, here in the Atlanta area. So I go to people's homes and I teach um, private sushi classes, basically. So, so what I want to do is um, for some listeners in the Burt Show, sometime in January, if you don't hit this, we're going to have a little sushi party. And you're going to make the sushi, and then you're going to be one of those girls that lies on the table naked <laughs> with the sushi all over you. Oh. And people get to come and pick the sushi off of you. Who's going to want to eat that sushi? Don't, don't bring us into this. Have you seen those parties yes. with the girls laying naked with the sushi yes. on them? I've only yes. seen them in movies, but I man, I would not so, want to do that. You'll be able sushi to, from everywhere. You'll be able to plug your business. Who's well. eating? We, we all are. Well, we didn't that. lose whoa, whoa, anything. Whoa, whoa. No, no, no. <laughs> we don't lay the sushi on his naked body. Like, you have stuff underneath of it that you lay on top of him, oh, but his okay. body is covered in sushi, and he just has to lay there where people pick sushi off of him. I mean, do we even need to put up a vote at this point? Like, clearly we have a winner. <laughs> <laughs> well, we said we would, so let's go ahead and put that up. And what it up there for 24 hours? Yeah, thebirtshow.com. All right, and then tomorrow morning we will come in here and you, my friend, will have your motivation by humiliation. Oh, boy, the pressure is on. <laughs> Those are great. Those are good. You should uh, try to go get started. started. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Go ahead and sprint to the office now. The Burt Show. Hi, um, is she the a-hole for threatening to pull out of Thanksgiving? Is she the a-hole for threatening to pull out of Thanksgiving? So give me one second because I absolutely <laughs> did not have that put up. I was putting up the poll at thebirtshow.com. That is t- that takes precedence for sure. That is very important. You were like somebody in the spelling bee right there that was just yes. buying time. Let me <laughs> repeat the question and then that way maybe I can buy time like they do in Congress. Bert, can you use that sentence in a sentence? <laughs> is she the a-hole? So every year for Thanksgiving... Her family celebrates her birthday. She was born on Thanksgiving Day. So the entire family gets together. She gets the best turkey leg. She opens presents, the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. It's about Thanksgiving, but also her birthday for years. She's 33. This year, 
that her sister got married and her brother-in-law has his birthday an entire week prior to hers, all right? So not Thanksgiving Day, but the week prior. Her mother wants the sister and the brother-in-law to come over for Thanksgiving dinner and they're going to celebrate the brother-in-law's birthday as well as her birthday on the same day. Mm. That has always been historically her day, but she's always had to share it with Thanksgiving. So keep in mind, while yeah. while it's her birthday, it's really the focus on Thanksgiving and then there's presents and she gets like the best turkey, like that sort of thing. She is so upset because she says her brother-in-law's birthday is the week prior. They could do a separate celebration and still allow her to have her celebration on her birthday at Thanksgiving. Her mother is calling her spoiled and selfish. Her sister is also calling her selfish. And so she is threatening to not come to Thanksgiving if her brother-in-law's birthday is also celebrated, which is not on that day, but is also celebrated on her birthday on Thanksgiving Day. Is she being a selfish a-hole for threatening to pull out of Thanksgiving? Abby. Yeah, I'm also going to call her spoiled and selfish. You're 33 years old at this point. Like, your birthday is not the end-all, be-all. It is a day to celebrate, you know, your life and the past year that you've had and, you know, for people to be able to give you a thoughtful gift if they want. But the fact that you're literally going to... Uh, pull out of a family holiday, not see your entire family. Like, what are you going to do? Just go sit home and sulk because they're not going to change their plans. Like, they're going to celebrate your brother-in-law whether you like it or not. So you can either accept the fact that this year is going to look a little bit different and still receive the same treatment, just have to share it a little bit with somebody else. Or you can, you know, book a trip by yourself and then, you know, that I don't think that's any better. I think this is brat behavior. I think she's being yeho too, but mostly I know I'm biased with this because birthdays are just not big for me. I think maybe if if I were bigger on birthdays, maybe I would understand where she's coming from more. But for me, this would be not a problem. I mean, it's difficult sometimes for people to celebrate back to back like that and then have to do more. Maybe they can't afford it. Maybe they can't make it happen with time. At this point in her life, I don't see how it's a big deal to just combine some family celebrations and then to threaten to pull out. I think that's what made her the yeho. I don't think she's the a-hole. I think her family's not considering her feelings and they're taking advantage of her niceness. So what I would do is, um, yeah, and I'm, yeah, I don't think she's a brat. I don't think, I mean, this is like, it's her birthday party. And now she's always, she's always shared it with Thanksgiving and now she's having to share it with another person. So would I pull out of Thanksgiving? Absolutely not. I wouldn't. But what I would do is throw my brother-in-law a surprise party the week before and do it then in the hopes that I would still get my birthday and I would still like get what has always been traditionally the day that I get to celebrate my birthday rather than having to share it with somebody else. Yeah, I think my view is skewed also. It's a little bit like Moe's. I wouldn't put that much... I mean, my, my birthday is valuable, I guess, but I don't mind sharing it with somebody else. And I certainly you wouldn't. You already share it with the pilgrims. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm the Native Americans. You shared it every single day of your life. You've never gotten to, like, do your own thing because you've always had Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, it wouldn't bother me. I wouldn't care. It, it wouldn't bother me. I think she. I think she's being a little bit of a brat, but I think her family's the a-hole for the same reason. Like, it's not going to hurt you to throw something for brother-in-law, like, the week prior. Your, your kids had to share this their whole life. Like, listen to them when they're upset. This is a very easy fix to make someone you care about happy. Well, it's, uh, I forget who it was that brought this up on the show, that the world is kind of split into two different people. You got mm-hmm. one person that whose family, like, celebrated their birthday for an entire month, and you've got the other people whose birthdays, uh, weren't really celebrated by their parents and there are very few in between right there. So she clearly is a like, let's celebrate my birthday kind of person. And if they knew that about her and they accepted that about her, then they would realize, let's just go ahead and do brother-in-laws the week before and let her have her birthday on Thanksgiving. I do like that part of Kristen bringing that up. If it means that much to you, then you can do something about it. She yeah. can do something on her own to bring that effort to herself. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Looks like this royal feud is not getting any better between King Charles, the whole royal family, and Prince Harry. So the Sunday Times over the weekend, they reported that King Charles is celebrating his 75th birthday next week at a place called Clarence House. Obviously, it's going to be a big deal. He's the literal king of England. If anybody deserves a birthday party, um... It's him. It's a great place. Blooming onions. They do cornhole there. (laughs) Darts. Who doesn't love a blooming onion? (laughs) But the Sunday Times did report that Prince Harry would, quote, not be making the trip from California, leaving things kind of vague. And then 
The Duke and Duchess of Sussex, Sussex, Sussex's spokesperson came out and wanted to double down on why they will not be there. They told People Magazine, in response to UK media headlines, there has been no contact regarding an invitation to His Majesty's upcoming birthday. It is disappointing the Sunday Times has misreported this story, which I don't know if I would call that misreporting, maybe just being a little bit vague. And then... Um, <laughs> Basically, that was it. They were like, they wanted to make sure the people knew that not only was he not going, it wasn't because he didn't want to be there. It was because he did not receive an invitation or any contact from his father. Wait, read. Okay. Read what the uh, Duke and Duchess said one more time about the invitation. In response to UK media headlines, there has been no contact regarding an invitation to his majesty's upcoming birthday. It is disappointing. The Sunday Times has misreported the story. So when I hear that, there's been no contact regarding an invitation. It sounds like they sent one to Harry and Meghan and they haven't responded. Oh. That's how I took it. That's how you took it. Well, that's, that's what it sounds like. Well, the reason they gave that the statement to People Magazine is they wanted to make sure that people knew that they were not contacted about this birthday party because the Sunday Times said Harry that and Meghan were contacted or they weren't contacted after they sent the invitation. There's been no contact regarding an invitation to His Majesty's upcoming birthday. Hmm. To me, that means everybody. That means everybody. So the Sunday Times just said he would not yeah. be making the trip. Like, he's not coming. Yeah. But I think they wanted to make sure that they, that the people knew that he wasn't invited. That he right. wasn't invited. Like, we not the a-holes a here. Oh. <laughs> you almost said it. <laughs> <laughs> I you actually can say that word on the air. I can. Yes. Why the heck you making me do no. mental gymnastics? <laughs> not, not on this show. Not on this show, though. Technically, we we, we wouldn't be fined if you said it. But okay, good. we don't really? say it. Really? No, you can say you can say that word on the air. Oh yeah. Oh no. What? My <laughs> shows used to say it all the time. But you can't say like. In, like you can't make it. How do you? How how do we distinguish? It, I'm it, up. It's the description of a person, <laughs> not the uh, actual physical. Yes, and doing something to that. Yes, got it. Yes, so but we can talk about a holes, but we can't talk about a holes. Yes, correct. Okay. Yes. Well, now that we've clarified this, well, you can talk. You can say the word. <laughs> you just can't use the word in an actionable sentence. <laughs> Okay. I mean, that was a minute of your e-buzz. <laughs> Clearly. An, an it's important educational. Minute, though. I it's, think it's an important minute. It's educational. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Anyway, back to entertainment. Yep. So Matthew Perry apparently refused to allow Chandler to cheat on Monica in the Friends show. So, uh, of course, since his passing, people are coming out and talking about their experience with him and sharing old stories. And the most recent person to come out and share a story is somebody who was a guest star on the show. Her name is Lisa Cash. And she was the actress who was supposed to play a character whom Chandler would cheat on Monica with. But apparently Matthew didn't think it was a good idea. So Lisa said the scene was Chandler and Monica. They were arguing in Vegas about Monica having lunch with an ex-boyfriend. And in the script, Chandler goes up to the hotel room, orders room service, and then she, Lisa Cash, the guest star, brings it up as a hotel worker. And they end up talking and laughing and connecting. And then Chandler ends up cheating on Monica with her character. They rehearsed it. And then the day before they were supposed to shoot it, she was told that Matthew went to the writers and said, yeah, fans will never forgive uh -huh. my character if this happens. So she ended up getting a small role as a flight attendant instead. And she says, I think it was a good move because with Ross and Rachel, when uh -huh. they had the whole cheating scandal. Wasn't cheating. They're they on were break. on a break. That's, it. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what she said. They were on a break, but because Chandler and Monica, quote, weren't on a break, mm -hmm. it would have been seen in a completely mm -hmm. different light I from agree. the audience. I agree with that. He's right. It would yeah. have tarnished his, that, that character forever had he done that to Monica. I Jim Halpert did the same thing on The Office with um, with Pam. They wanted him to cheat on Pam. He's like, absolutely not. Not going to really? do it. Mm -hmm. I didn't even really know that actors really had that kind of pull. Like if they see the script, they're like, nope. Just not going to do that. Going to flop today. I'm well, sure it's not everybody. Well, not your first season. Not your pilot right. season. <laughs> when you get about seven or eight yeah. in, you're making a million dollars an episode. You right. can do stuff like right. that. And I like it when writers listens to the, yeah. listen to the actors because they know that character better than anybody because they're living inside their head. All right. Disney says their theme park attendees are so dedicated to staying in line. They're going to the bathroom while in the queue. More on that on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. Hey, The Burt Show. There he was from the heavens. Bow, arrow, there in his diaper. Bang! Cupid. <laughs> Goes and hits Abby. And 
America's, one of America's most eligible bachelors. Reels back, bang! Hits him in the ass also. Was it, the golden, was it the Golden Bachelor? Was it Jerry? <laughs> it was not Jerry. Oh, Gary, sorry. So there they are in the same bar. Abby sees them. The universe bringing them together. The Golden Bachelor and her. <laughs> it's fate. How do you play it out? I was really waiting for Gary's 401k to drop, you know? <laughs> so Cupid might have hit him, but uh, I was not the first person he looked, like, looked at because... I did not find love in that bar with him, at least. Mm. And I was wondering, honestly, if somebody had slipped something into my drink. Because when I saw this guy in my hometown bar, because I come from a somewhat small town, I was like, this is so random. I must be either, like, incredibly drunk or somebody has slipped some some drugs into my beverageino because I couldn't believe what I saw when I was at my dad bar. So I joke all the time that Jacksonville... It only has, like, one good bar. In reality, it has, like, two good bars. Really? So, yeah, it has, like, two good bars, maybe three on, like, a good day. Are those ones that are all on the strip by the beach? Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. So, yeah, First Street has, like, a bunch of bars, but it's kind of very college You got to go down more to the, towards the other side of the beach where there's one good dive bar, and it's the one bar that everybody over the age of 24 goes to on the weekend. So, of course, when I was home in Jacksonville visiting my family, I was like, okay, I got to go to this one bar because this, this is where everybody my age goes. So I'm there with a bunch of my friends um, from college, and we're catching up, and, you know, I'm feeling real nostalgic because ha- I have really good memories in this bar. It's one of those classic places mm-hmm. That, you know, it's a little smoky. There's, you know, neon signs on the wall. There's pool tables. And then there's an outside deck, too, where you can go out and dance. So we went out there for a little bit. We danced to, you know, some Taylor Swift, a little Fetty Wap throwbacks. And we were having a really good time. And then it gets to the point where I've had about five White Claws. And I start to, like, lose my social battery. And I'm like, mm, I haven't gotten hit on enough tonight. It's starting to get really crowded. I'm feeling a little claustrophobic. And I'm looking around the bar. And I'm kind of realizing, like, it might be time to go home. This the bar is called Pete's. I'm like Pete's has gotten way too crowded. It was I, we were like, what is going on? Why are there so many people here? And then we noticed. I looked around the bar. I take my final sip of my seventh white claw, <laughs> and I'm shooting up into back. outer space. <laughs> and I look across the bar, and I'm like, is that who I think it is? And then I go back to my drink, and I like slurp the final little bit. I'm like, <sighs> and now I'm really hammered. And my friend looks at me, and she goes, Abby. Is that Tyler Cameron from The Bachelorette? Oh, damn. I I know that name. Yeah. And it it like clicked in my head. I was like, I'm not the only person seeing this. That guy's a stud, right? Yeah. I'm obviously not like super drunk or anything. He's actually here. And the only reason I believe it is I know I've seen him in Jacksonville a couple of times because I think he does business or whatever. But I'm like, I never thought I would actually see him out. I never see anybody famous. I feel like I'm a celeb repellent because every time I go out and about, I never have cool interactions with people. I think the most famous person I've seen out in the wild was Trevor Lawrence on my final day Mm -hmm. in Jacksonville. I'm I'm looking at this dude right now. No dude should have this many apps. Right? Right? So that's why I thought I was hallucinating. I'm like, he's not real. Is he as a pretty in person? Prettier. Yeah. Yeah. He's a pretty guy. So he's over in the corner with like two other dudes. And you can't trust her judgment, though. She ate white clothes up. Yeah, I know. True. <laughs> right. I, was, I was pretty schmemmered. Sh- 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 and there were six of them. <laughs> there were seven of them. Yeah, I was not on planet Earth. Anyway, so I see him across the bar with his two guy friends. And I'm kind of standing there thinking, I've always wondered what I would do in this moment. Would I be the kind of girl that goes up to the quote unquote hottest guy in the bar, the celeb, the big shot in the bar and shoot my shot and get shot down in front of everybody? Or am I going to cower in the back? I decided to meet somewhere in the middle because I'm watching this guy across the bar because now I'm committed to staying here at least another hour because something interesting is going to happen. I'm like, I need content for the next week. So I'm watching him across the bar (laughs) and I just see it's this like revolving door of girls going up and shooting their shot and having little conversations with him. And how annoying for him. Just hot girl after hot girl coming up, shooting their shot. I mean, it's literally the show watching, uh, uh, playing out in real life. It really is. And they're like, will you accept this White Claw? And he's like, hell no, you're a seven in Jacksonville. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm in that boat. And so I'm watching this go down and I'm like... I'll be honest, I'm taking a little bit of a break from slain. I'm in my slump era. And so I wasn't quite feeling myself. And I was like, I don't want to go up and be the Jacksonville 7 that shoots her shot and just looks like everybody else in this bar again. You know what I mean? Like, just, just I'm just another faceless blonde in this bar. Even after seven White Claws, you still had some pride left. Listen, I am the most... <laughs> that is the most impressive part of it. Right? By far. I mean, wow. I'm the, I'm the most humble drunk. Like, 
when we were in D.C., God, I wanted to talk about this, but it wasn't really a story. I was flirting with some guy. I was smacked. I was so hammered off of like uh, cheap white wine from Madam's Organ. And I'm talking to this guy and I'm looking at him. He's like dressed like a tra- like a train conductor. And I was like, why are you talking to me? Like, I'm an eight and you're dressed like a train conductor. Oh, God. <laughs> Ouch. And I, no. I, woke, I woke up the next morning. I'm like, who do I think I am? <laughs> like, I think I, I, I'm, I'm like egotistical, but also humble. I don't get it. That hurts a guy badly because no offense, you look approachable. You're pretty, but you're approachable. I, I I agree. I'm an eight. So, uh, so when those words come out of your mouth, it will take that guy two years to approach anybody ever again. No, because he looked. He looked, he, he looked at me. He humbled me so hard. He goes, "I know," and I'm like, "I was like, you could have said I was a ten, even though I know and that I'm not." Anyway, back to Tyler Cameron in my hometown bar. I'm watching him get approached by all these women, and I start to realize about ninety degrees to his right is a group of men that normally would have been the hottest guys in my hometown bar, oh. and they're not getting any action. Because all the women are going up to Tyler Cameron. I realize I'm not going home with this guy. Like, he has had sex with models. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's not happening to the approachable age. Oh, yeah. He dated Gigi Hadid, right? Yes. He, li- he did? I, can't, yeah. I cannot beat Gigi Hadid. Yeah, I'm not helping Abby. Sorry. Right now. Look at both of y'all. Oh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> Screw y'all. Anyway. So, I'm thinking on any normal night, on any normal night, I would normally go up to those guys and hope that they would want to hang out with me. So I'm like, I'm just going to pretend that America's sweetheart Tyler Cameron is not in this bar and I'm going to shoot my shot with the Jacksonville Sevens over there and hope that... Great. Like, gay, that's I, that's a good strategy. Like, yes, like game accepts game. So I go up, have a couple beverages with them, didn't look at Tyler Cameron for the rest of the night because I was getting uh, yep. attention from other men. Yep. Shout out to the Jacksonville Sevens out there making me feel good about myself. <laughs> and you think that really bummed out Tyler probably. Uh, I just yeah. know that he's going to see this segment and be like, wow. He was, he was, <laughs> I, I really missed out here. Uh, he was so devastated. He had to reach out to his ex, Gigi Hadid, to, um, you know, sue this Right. Yeah. yeah. What does yeah. Gigi have that you don't have? Money. And a, a, a symmetrical face. <laughs> I can God, I can go on. <laughs> I was hoping that was a rhetorical question. What, it never there's like, is. There's like an old cliche when it comes to dating uh, that make the big shot in the bar feel small and make the small guy feel big and you'll never go home alone. But... <laughs> But no, I like a challenge sometimes. I was happy to go to the, to the second tier because normally they would have been first tier guys. Mm-hmm. So I was happy to make that because they were feeling small yep. and they never feel small in that bar because yep. they're big shots in Jacksonville. It's the one bar you go to. So while they were feeling down, it came up to a swoop in. And <laughs> did you get a number to work? Hell yeah, I did. You did? Okay. okay. All right, yeah. so it worked. Am I ever going to contact them? No, no. but right. it's kind of like <laughs> hanging a trophy on your shelf. It's nice to look at. <laughs> the Burt Show. All right, so let's talk teachers here for just one second. Was this teacher totally and completely out of line or not? That's my question. And I want to ask teachers this question because I'm going to break down what my friend relayed to me that happened to her daughter. And I, we want to know, is it the teacher that was out of line or are the mamas being mama bears and we need to take a step back? So to paint the picture here, um, my friend's daughter, she's in the sixth grade. So she just started middle school this past year, and this is a brand new school, and it's a fantastic school. It's a private school, so she and her husband are, you know, paying handsomely for their daughter to go go here. And she's in, she's, she's a smart kid. She's a good kid. I'm not like laying it on thick. She's in accelerated classes. She's in AP classes and she's already, she already has an elevated GPA. So just so you know what we're dealing with here, right? So the other day she's in one of her, her, one of her classes and this is like the one teacher and, and bless, bless her daughter's heart. She's, she's a people pleaser and she wants everybody to like her, including her teachers. Right. And so, um, She's in this one class and they're taking a test and it's, it's, there's a time limit on the test and everybody else was finished, but her, and she's already starting to panic a little bit. And the teacher is adamant. You got two minutes. Mm -hmm. You got two minutes. And then she goes, you got one minute. You got one minute. And then the teacher stands over her and has the entire class Count her down. <gasps> no. no. Okay, so, all right, so we weren't... From like 10 seconds? No, for, like, I, I think it was from like 30. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. so they sat there and she had... because So she... And so 
my friend's daughter is like, she's starting to well up and she's about to cry Uh and they count her down and she is, she's upset and she, she runs out of the classroom and she calls her mom and her mom was like, I mean, she couldn't even breathe because she was crying so hard. And so she, mom was really upset that they counted her down. And then there was something else too. And I'm trying to remember, like, because when she started to, like, well up or she was about to cry, the teacher said something like, we don't do that in this class or something like that, right? Because, you know, they're, it's an AP class, whatever. So my how friend- How old is the kid again? I'm sorry. Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Sixth grade, yeah. Which puts in how old? Um, 11 or 12. 11. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so um, she goes to the principal, right? And she, and she's like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty upset with how all this went down, whatever, and they're like, well, you know, it is an AP class, blah, blah, blah. They wanted to um, have a meeting with all of her teachers. So all seven of her teachers, right? And she's like, I don't need a meeting with all seven of her teachers. I need a meeting with this one teacher about this incident. Mm-hmm. And then they said something about, well, maybe she needs to be, and I'm trying to remember the word my friend used. And it, it wasn't like, um, uh, <laughs> It wasn't in like a, like a, nor- they didn't say like a normal class or a regular class, but the, the solution to them was to take her out of AP and put her in an assisted class. <gasps> no. So not, not placing any of the blame in this situation on the teacher whatsoever. No. Hmm. And that maybe she wasn't, you know, and she's, like I said, she's a great student. Like it, it was like, it was like, that's the one moment that something like that happened and she's still so upset with how the teacher handled the situation, but the school is obviously very much taking the teachers, has the teachers back, which I, which I understand, you know, you would want your school and the administration to have your back. But in this instance, I'm kind of like, I just couldn't like putting myself in her position and sitting there and you're trying to finish your test. And the teacher has the entire class counting down to when you're out of time. It just, it felt so cruel and unnecessary. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I'm a little bit mixed on it, though, because we hear so often that the schools never back up the teachers. Mm. And that's why so many of them are mm. taking off. In this case, I just think uh, they stuck up for the wrong situation. <laughs> and, like, and they pay for this. Yeah. And like and all her other teachers are fantastic. Right. She has no other issues in any other classes. Um, it's just this one class and this one particular teacher. And she's trying to figure out like the best way to go. And like and my, my other friend was like, well, like, yes, this is, this sucks. And this was like, she was definitely in the wrong, but this is also valuable lessons can be learned that not everybody's going to like you and you're going to run into people like this and you're going to learn coping mechanisms. And cause she was going to take her daughter out of the class and her daughter's like, nope, absolutely not. I like that for her daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Way to stand up for herself. I, I would, my, my thing would be, what was the teacher's goal in doing this? And do you do this to other students? Yeah. No. know. Here's Katie. Hey, Katie, good morning. You're part of the Burt Show. Hi. Good morning. Um, I was just saying it was completely inappropriate. It's borderline bullying. Um, I did. I just heard um, as I was coming on someone say about something about other students. I am a teacher, and I wonder if that is the environment that they do to other students, so it's something that's normal. But um, it's, it's absolutely inappropriate and sickening. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. I do love that the student was like, no, let's go. Yeah. She's like, uh-uh. She's going, I'm going to make her like this. Good. That's great. <laughs> yes. I'll be ready next time. That's great right there. Uh-huh. The Burt Show. You guys ever been in a friend group where it just seems like two of the people in the group have a chemistry that the other the others in the cup, uh, the other group don't have? And you start to wonder, like, they're looking at each other with those eyes, man. Something going on behind the scenes type thing. Thankfully, I have never been a part of something like that. All right, well, Allison here. And it's so hard to get a good friend group together. I know. It's just hard to get two couples together where four people like each other. Mm-hmm. So when you have a friend group, you hold on to it for dear life. Because something like that can like completely sever the entire group. Hey, Allison. Hi. Hi. Okay, tell us what's going on with your friend group. Give us the history of the friend group also. Yeah. I'm, and you you are exactly right. I mean, it is so precious to find not only one other couple, but we are, are you ready for this? We're 10 couples in our group. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. I used to run yeah. with a bunch of couples like that when we were in Dallas, and it was fantastic. If one couple went out, 10 of us went out, and it was great. 
Really? Oh my God, it's fantastic. We do so many things together. Um, some have kids that are the same age, so the kids are taken care of, and we can go have barbecues and just a lot of things, gatherings, movies, dinners. It's fantastic. Um, and and we're like surprised we can even do it half the time. So um, my husband Jack and I, though, um, you know, we love to spill the tea when we get home after hanging out, of course. So, um, you know, we love everyone. We really do. So we don't really make a habit of getting too into anything except recently. We really couldn't help but notice that there's, um, there's another, there's two other couples and, um, the husband of, and we love all of them. Okay. But we, we just, we noticed the husband of one couple and the wife of the other. Um, they kind of seem a little bit more friendly and they kind of seem to hang out with each other sometimes, um, off to the side, mm-hmm. a little a little bit more and the spouses usual. The spouses know about this or they just break off by themselves? They kind of just break off. It seems very natural. We're all laughing and then all of a sudden the two of them are laughing a little bit and she seems to always like laugh and grab his shoulder and the other day, you know, we both saw it, my husband Jack and I both saw it. They walked off and ah, this is a this is a giveaway for me. I saw his hand travel from the top of her back to the bottom of her back, just above her butt. Oh, that's Scott Miles traveling. <laughs> <laughs> he's a medallion member. <laughs> or he's trying to become one. That's for sure. Okay, so all the signs are right there for you. I mean, it just seemed a little bit too intimate. And you've both noticed this. It's not like one yes. person. You've both picked up on these signs. We both had, well, that was the first time we had conversations about it at home, but that was the first time we both saw it. We both, we were, we were across in a group and we both noticed them walk off and then he did the hand thing and he looked at me and I looked at him and there was no denying that that was a little too close to home. Yeah. If a dude notices it, it's a big deal because we're clueless to everything. That's a fact. (laughs) But but nobody else in this ginormous friend group has, there's been no other rumblings besides between you and your husband, correct? I don't think so. We don't want to start. No, of course not. Amongst us, we're we're just, everything is great. I mean, again, we get like it's it's been so much fun. We just rented a pontoon this summer, mm. and we were all just hanging out and just having a great time. We do so many things together. We plan on doing a ski vacation. So I, I don't, you know. But the thing is, it is. Here's the thing. Dave, oh gosh, the husband, his 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 wife Jesse, she's pregnant. Oh, so well, that has a layer. Uh, yeah, well, this is why it's a little bit more than just gossip now. She's yeah. seven months along. She's seven months along. So, um, we we need to kind of find out, like, hey, is there something to be concerned about here? Because this can become. Problematic. Okay, so a minute ago I heard you say something to the effect of, we haven't done anything because we love our group and yeah. what good is And now you're saying like, so now she's seven months pregnant, so now it's time for me to get involved and get to the truth. Is that really what you uh, want? I think so. We, like, we really, we care about her. We really care about Jesse. So I think... I think we got to come to some kind of clarity before we really jump to conclusions and make it a problem in our group. Could could it? Okay, just throwing this out there. Could they have an open marriage and maybe there's like some swinging going on that you guys are not aware of? I mean, anything is possible these days. That's <laughs> <laughs> the truth, man. I'm just trying to come up with any other yeah. solution besides infidelity. See, my, so mine's not even so much like um, what else it could be. My, my concern is like, okay, so let's say we go ahead and we play this out, right? And you do find out that there's some infidelity going on on the side. Now what are you going to do with that info? I think, well, I talked to Jack about it, and he said he'd be willing to talk to Dave. Oh, all right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's blow it all up. I know, right? Man. So you want us to do what, a War of the Roses or to catch a cheater type thing just to see if uh, he'll turn around and he'll send the flowers to his wife? 
Yeah, I think I think yeah, we want a little bit more confirmation that there's something sketchy going on here. So let's catch him in the act. How you guys feel about it? I mean, we're going to do it. It doesn't really matter how we feel about it. We're going to do it. But if she want to do it, let's do it. I do think it's going to be harder to blow this up than you think it is if it actually does come down to that. But if this is what you want, well, let's do it. Now, at seven months pregnant, would you want this info, Kristen? No. You would not want to know. Mm-mm. Okay. Abby? The the wife doesn't really have to know. I think you just got to handle this delicately and as discreetly as possible so you don't ruin the whole friend group and you can let them handle their marriage All right. privately. Allison, um, we will do this for you. We will talk to you tomorrow morning. And with any luck at all, we find out that there's zero infidelity going on, especially when you're talking about uh, a woman that's seven months pregnant. Okay? Yes, please. Thank you. All right. Talk to you tomorrow. Ugh. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Disney adults, you've gone too far this time. And Disney cast members agree. So SFK just did a huge article that confirmed a long-standing rumor surrounding the <laughs> Disney adult community. Apparently, this has just been running rampant on the Reddit streets for years. But they confirmed that Disney guests are so desperate to keep their spot in line that they are willing to relieve themselves while standing in line, just right there on the ground, like they're a dog or something. And so according to this write-up, it happens at both Disneyland and Disney World. Somebody on Reddit said that they had witnessed a parent's letting their kid just poop right there on the ground. And then an employee, also known as cast members in the Disney World, they backed them up in the comments and they said, yeah, I actually witnessed three kids doing that that day all in the same line, but it's not just kids that are doing it. So another cast member from Disney World said that there's actually a hallway that all the cast members know about that they call the poop hall because it happens so often in that one specific area and it's in line for the ride Avatar. Oh. Flight of Passage, which is like the longest line in yes. all of Disney World. It's like three hours without a fast pass. You gotta you gotta buckle up and, and pay 20 bucks just to skip the line. And even then it's gonna be like 90 minutes. All it's right, insane. So, so the option is not like my kid has to poop really badly. Mm-hmm. I'm getting out of this line. I'm going to take them to the bathroom and hope that they let me back in line. Because there are some places on this ride where once you leave it, you can't get back on it. So that's not an option for them. So the option is, okay, kid, just poop here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But here's the thing. It is an option. So this article says that if you really have to go and you're like in a desperate situation, all you have to do is ask a cast member and they will let you back in. Like they'll escort you to the bathroom and let you come back in. Like I don't, they're not monsters at Disney World from what I can tell, but apparently they have like a code for when this happens. And apparently it's called code age. And it used to mean that a horse has relieved itself on Main Street. (laughs) And now... (laughs) The H also stands for human. Damn. They just pooping all over the place. Jeez. Couldn't that kind of be dangerous, though? Because technically you can just get in the line and then leave immediately almost and say you got to go to the bathroom. So now when you come back, you kind of like 20 minutes ahead of than you would have been. Here's the thing. Disney adults are so dedicated to the whole process of everything. They, they want to see the inside of the queue. They want to be able to play all the little interactive games. I think the average Disney guest isn't hopping out of line just for the sake of hopping out of line. You know what? I'm going to take an unpopular position position on this. You think it's it, okay to poop in the hallway? Is it a squatting one? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, we know. That was good. That was good. We know how much these tickets cost to Disney World. We pay mm-hmm. for them every single year for Burt's Big Adventure. And the costs are going up and up and up and up, I think I should be able to poop wherever I want. Absolutely, absolutely not. not. You, you are wow. so full of it. Anywhere I want. That's all. That's a. That, that's an expensive ticket. Go no, ahead, poop wherever you want. That's a biohazard. So you are expecting the cast members yep. who, yes, Look. Disney charges yep. out the butt, and that's all the puns intended. But I'm I'm sure the cast <laughs> the cast members do get do not get paid enough to pick up your feces. The Disney problem. Win win all the way uh. around. Drop the prices <laughs> to get into Disney, and then you have to poop in the bathroom. But well, they are what they are right now. 
poop wherever you want. Absolutely you know, not. You know that world of tomorrow thing where you sit through, and a lot of people ride it for the air conditioning, but it yeah. shows you like the things of tomorrow. Yeah. They should add a thing where they show people pooping at Disney and these little <laughs> robots come out with their little sweepers, scoop them up. That's the world of tomorrow. Probably not too far off, man. Uh, but if you were going to take the same argument that you're bringing up, you yeah. know, if you're paying this much to be X, Y, and Z, then you could say the same thing about like a first class airline ticket. I so agree. Do you think you should just be able to poop in your flat Wherever seat? you want. Yep. Okay. In the seat, in the aisle, wherever you want. Well, <laughs> you can even say the kids, no you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole family poop. Note to self, never fly with Burt Weiss again. One percenters get to poop wherever they want. Oh. <laughs> like they already don't get enough tax breaks as it is. You're just going to let them defecate wherever they want. Seems fair. Okay. You really want to eat the rich at this point. Okay. <laughs> All right, People Magazine is announcing their sexiest man alive tonight. Jimmy Kimmel is going to be the one to announce it. And there's some interesting fun facts about the sexiest man alive whole situation. So, so far, the oldest sexiest man alive has been Sean Connery. He was 59 when he won it in 1989. Tom Cruise was the youngest at the age of 27, and he got it in 1990. And there have only been two non-entertainers, sexiest men alive, John F. Kennedy and David Beckham. Mm. Who do we think is going to win? Pedro Pascal. Oh, he's on a roll right yeah. now. That's why I'm thinking, yeah, especially sense. after the the Last of Us. I, I feel like it's going to be Pedro. That's that's a good call right there. I feel like one because a, a bunch of these dudes have won a, a bunch of times, right? There's only been a couple of repeats, and it was Brad Pitt, George Clooney, Johnny Depp, and Richard Gere. They only won twice, oh. all of them. Idris Elba should probably always be on that Hall of Fame list. Oh, my God, he's right. so fine. Has he won? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. I will tell you who is I said that quickly because I, I, <laughs> in my heart. You did. It was going quick. <laughs> in my heart, better be true. Yes, 2017. Do you have the teen beat poster of Idris Elba up in your room? <laughs> 2022. 2022. Yeah. Okay. I will tell you who is definitely not winning Sexiest Man Alive, according to Twitter at least. Coming up next on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Look, here we are on November 7th, and the email we're about to read already knows that Thanksgiving is going to be hell for them. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm very curious as we read this email, too, if you guys want to get in on this. Like, here it is the 7th. If you already know that your Thanksgiving, there's somebody going to be there, you're going to arrive, and there's going to be tension between you and somebody at Thanksgiving, one eight five five virtual. Give us a call now, and then maybe we will check back with you after Thanksgiving. But we've all been there, right? Where you're just not looking forward to somebody, some lingering tension, something bad, and here it is three weeks before Thanksgiving, and you're already stressing out about it. one eight five five virtual. Yeah, because, I mean, this is when people are making those plans and trying to figure out who's going to go where mm-hmm. and what everybody's going to do. All right, so the email reads, Hey, Burt Show, my husband and I are P1s of the show. We've been listening to y'all forever. I've never had a reason I thought would be big enough to come to you guys until now. Basically, my husband's brother-in-law has always been on the weird slash perverted side. Everyone in the family knows it. We don't like it, but it's always been directed towards the adult females in the family. So as adults, we have dealt with it and corrected it. He has now said some completely inappropriate stuff to my stepdaughter, who is 11 years old. He was saying things such as, he likes him young, while referring to the age gap between my sister-in-law and him. They were 15 and 19 when they got together. We went to my sister-in-law about what was said, and she has done nothing but defend him. Brace yourselves. She went as far to say that my 11-year-old daughter is a whore and hasn't been raised right by her parents. What? (laughs) Guess where Thanksgiving dinner will be? At her house. This will be the first time seeing this side of the family since she was three. Our question is, should we even go? Because we don't want everybody, we don't want everybody to miss the opportunity to see her and essentially re-meet her. But on the other hand, I don't want to think we condone, I don't want her to think we condone that behavior and it's just going to be brushed under the rug. Thank you for any advice you can give us and all y'all do for our mornings. What are you going to do? I'm staying far away from that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't feel like it's worth it. Um, whatever I would get out of Thanksgiving and being there with everybody, if I feel like, like she said, I'm condoning that behavior by showing up and, 
Yeah, that is a, that's a different level of disgusting. I, I wouldn't go into any mm-hmm. circumstances. Yeah, you can see your family at any other point throughout the year, just set something up, make plans for the future. I would not personally go to this. Any side of the family that's going to utter the words that your 11-year-old daughter is a whore mm-hmm. is not family I would want to be around. So my advice is take a step back this year, uh, make your own Thanksgiving dinner and plan something for the future so they still have the opportunity to meet her, but um, just not in this environment. Got to protect your kids at all costs, man. That's uh-huh. took the words out of my mouth. Yep. I am not going to this whatsoever. We will start a new tradition. Um, and if the tradition uh, is him being around my kids, and that's no tradition at all. No. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, not even as far as like what your sister-in-law said is disgusting, but knowing his behavior, like, you know that this is a man who basically can't be trusted because of his weird perverted side. Um, I would never put my child in that position for him to say anything that could potentially um, mentally harm her or emotionally harm her. No, absolutely not. Like you've, You've made your bed. You got a lion. You got a lion. It. This is of your all's doing. If you want to blame me for not being there, I don't care. But I'm going to do what I need to do to protect my child. And then I know it sucks because she hasn't seen that side of the family since she was three. And you want to see other people, like Abby said, plan something else that doesn't involve them. Shelby, good morning. You are part of the Burt Show. What's going on? I actually had sent Kristen a DM on Instagram about this whole situation a few weeks ago. But basically, my niece's boyfriend, they've been dating, I don't know, four or five years now. And recently, both my grandparents passed away. And when that happened, a whole bunch of things just blew up. And he's gotten into fights with, like, multiple people in my family, including myself. And he's, like, manipulating her and... It's just a whole big situation, and every time he's around, it's a, it's a mess. God, there's always somebody like this in the family, man. Yeah. There's always like everybody's so excited to see each other, except that guy. That, that guy. Boy, that one, someone's going to cause some drama. Uh, good morning, Jen. You're on the Bird Show. Hi. Hey. So um, my mother-in-law, she used to date someone that was very problematic, and he made a really weird comments about my daughter when she was born uh, mostly weird observations about breastfeeding like he was excited to see me breastfeeding Ew. so Whoa. I asked my mother-in-law to please not bring him around my child mm-hmm. she continued to force it so we stopped going over there and then all my other sisters-in-law they date problematic men that come and cause scenes at their home even though they have children so we just don't go over there anymore because yeah. I don't want to normalize that. It does, for you. Right. It does suck, but again, you got to protect the kids at all costs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The Bird Show. All right. The writing's on the wall here, and it's not completely confirmed, but I think I've got enough circumstantial evidence to share what I consider an embarrassing family secret, okay? And this is not the family meeting that we're having later on in the show that we've been telling you guys about. We got one more of those to do today, and that's that's not going to be fun. Um, this one here, again, is circumstantial, and I hope I'm not calling this family member out. <clears throat> and it's not accurate, but I've got enough experience now to know that it's occurring in my house. And it could very... It's my fault, actually. It's my fault. I've just noticed... That when I go into my 16-year-old's shower, that the washcloth I provide him with is dry. (laughs) 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 Right? Then we were at Ole Miss this weekend, and we didn't share a bathroom. He had his own, but I had to use his shower because the one that I had didn't have any hot water. And I'm like, I'm not doing this here. So I used his shower and he had taken a shower, no washcloth anywhere. No washcloth to be found. Uh Uh-oh. So here we've been talking now for months and months and months and how I have strongly said when I found out that this was a problem with white people, that we got to do better. Somehow, some way, I have missed this assignment maybe in my house with my kid, and he's part of the problem. <laughs> so I tagged Mo. I had my girls' weekend this past weekend. Uh-huh. Got a condo on the beach from VRBO. Mm-hmm. And I was there by myself for like the first night. 
wake up in the morning, go to take a shower. I'm looking. Yeah. I'm looking. Yeah. There is not a washcloth to be found. So I, I sent a video to Mo on, in my Insta story and I go, Mo, there's no washcloth in this condo. <laughs> I think you and I both know what that means. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Ruin my day. <laughs> Ruin my day. It means yep. it's a condo that's owned by white people. It is. Uh-huh. And mostly white people are there using that condo. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. I've always brought my own washcloths when I travel, but I've, I've never noticed how many times now that I bring the washcloth not to replace the washcloth that there, but just to have one because there are never any washcloths anymore. And I don't know if that's become more of a thing lately. Maybe people are saving like money by not buying washcloths. I don't know, but it seems to be even worse nowadays than it used to be. Now, so that's the first time I've ever encountered that in all see? my travels. There's always been a washcloth. Until this until this past weekend. Now, I've been so hardcore about it in the past that if there's no washcloth there, I will actually use the hand towel, you know, the one you're not supposed to use, um, by the sink, and I'll bring that thing and, and try to use that as a washcloth, but it weighs 48 pounds. It's so heavy. With water on it, right? You might as well get your dumbbells and your, your curls out the way in the shower. So somebody called me out because I had my hair wrapped in a towel. They're like, yeah. well, you obviously took a shower. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course I'm going to take a shower. But they had those black cosmetic washcloths that they want women to use when they're removing their makeup so you don't get the white washcloth dirty, even though there was no white Ooh. washcloth. So they had two of those black cosmetic washcloths, so I just used that yes. to wash my butt. That's yeah, but as you should have. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Surviving in advance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do what you got to do. Um, I didn't even know this was a problem with white people until you guys brought it up from that TV show. From Atlanta. Yeah, I was watching. I brought this to the table. God years ago because I was watching an episode of Atlanta and it was two white lesbians that had adopted um, a young black child and he was asking where the washcloth is and he's like what are you talking like and they had no washcloth and then it came up again when the black social worker came and asked for a washcloth to put on a sick kid's head and they didn't have one and I'm like what am I missing here because we always had washcloths. Look, my parents weren't good parents. They were not. They were not good parents. But they did teach me how to use a washcloth. <laughs> okay. And in this area, I am a worse parent yeah. than my parents. And that's not possible. <laughs> I was glad to finally see the two worlds come together because it has been said within the black community for years what? that white people don't use washcloths. And the first time I ever got to ask someone was actually <laughs> our former producer, Blake. And I asked him if the rumors oh. were true that white people not only don't use washcloths, but don't wash your legs. And it was both true for him. Uh-huh. So then that became the lead narrative in the white community that y'all don't do either one. All right. So based on his announcement yesterday, if you're white and you don't use a washcloth, you're going to be gay. <laughs> <laughs> you're so stupid. If you're, not, if you're not using a washcloth and you're not washing your legs, you're going to end up gay. We got to the bottom of it. <laughs> All right. So how are you going to remedy this yeah. situation? He and I are going to have to have a serious... I mean, sit down. I'll record it for you. On a very special birthday. Yeah, this one, this one is a deal breaker. Okay. He's going to have to come out to you. What's that? He's going to have to come out to you. You're going to tell me one of two things. You're going to have to use a washcloth to tell me you're gay, bro. Which one is it? It's the Burt Show. The Burt Show. All right, I've got a couple of worlds colliding this weekend in Athens. Okay, I am a huge UGA fan. You guys know that. Um, my son now has not fully committed to Ole Miss yet, but I could tell over the weekend in the experience that we had on that campus, his first SEC campus outside. Well, no, he's gone to Auburn also. Uh, he loved it so much that I, I really think this kid's going to end up going to Ole Miss. Can I ask a favor? Sure. Okay. Um, so when Hollis does decide... Because I, I don't know, I'm very oddly invested in where your child is going to go to college. I think you're going where he and I have already talked about. So can we have him on the air? Yeah. With 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 his mom Stacy here okay. and put three yep. baseball hats in front of him yep. and he can declare where he wants to go. I'm so glad you glad you asked because we were going to do that. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> we have already talked about have you really? it. Yeah, that would I be love really, it so really much. fun. Right? Brilliant. All That's right. Fire. Really, really fun. Yeah. So because he still does have I mean, we're gonna go to Kentucky, we're gonna go to South Carolina, one of his dream schools would be Auburn also, Iowa. Every school. Yeah. Mizzou, uh, <laughs> all of them. So anyway, for right now, though, he is really fired up about Ole Miss. And I'll be honest with you. I was on campus last week at that game, and I got into it, man, even as a Dogs fan. I, through his excitement, I got excited about Ole Miss. 
All right, third part of this is I want to help my friend out who I've never met before. <laughs> um, do you guys ha- know how some people will come up to us and they'll go, oh, my God, I've been listening to you for years. You feel like a friend, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a huge compliment. Um, I have a person like that also who I have never met and I consider a friend, and that is Heather McMahon. <laughs> Oh, I'm seeing her Thursday. You are? Yeah. She's in Atlanta. She's a really, she's a local, a great comedian. Just did a Netflix special. She makes me laugh so hard. I have never met her, but I have listened to her so much that she feels like a friend of mine. Which and, is like the greatest compliment you could give somebody. And she went to Ole Miss. And in just about every other podcast, she talks about Ole Miss and how much she loves it. So Georgia is playing Ole Miss in Athens this weekend, Right. Heather McMahon made a pitch on Instagram. I would like to facilitate her desire and game day ESPN because that's what she wants to be on this weekend. I just got back from a very relaxing massage. And during the massage, I had an epiphany. Um, I'm going to the Georgia Ole Miss game next week because I'm a obviously huge Ole Miss fan. And I live in Georgia. Have they already picked who's going to do the game day, the college game day? Your girl's avail. Now, I know we're in Athens, UGA territory. But UGA fans and Ole Miss fans get along because we're the two best schools in the SEC. Every other college town is uh, compared to Athens and Oxford, Mississippi. I just want to let anybody from college game day know I will be there with bells and whistles on. If you need me to come and do sports commentating, I'm a veil. <laughs> <laughs> now, I would also throw Auburn in there just to be sure. Um, but I don't even know if game day is going to be in Athens. I don't know if they've announced it yet. I have no idea. I don't know. Mm, don't hey, look at me. Yeah, of course you know, Abby, right? Of course. <laughs> I get the updates all the time. <laughs> it's right next to my Texas Rangers updates. <laughs> but it does seem like this weekend it will be the premier game because you got like the number one or two team in the country versus the number seven or eight. And I might have those mixed up by a, a, a rank or two. But it's going to be like the biggest game in the country this weekend. And if Heather McMahon wants to be there, my friend, who I have never met, wants to be there, I need to help her out. They will be in Athens. Yeah, they weekend. are going to yeah. be in Athens yep. this weekend. Confirmed. Oh, there you go. All there right, so today I will use all my influence on Twitter, and I will hit up ESPN. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> even though it's not even called Twitter anymore. <laughs> all right, Kristen. Um, you saw at the airport gates and something that gave you True anxiety. Yeah. So, and I, I, I'm a, I'm a pretty good flyer. Don't get a lot of anxiety when I fly. Um, ha, you know, you know, knock on wood, nothing ever major has happened. Had some bad turbulence here and there, but that's it. And for the, for the first time flying while I was sitting at the gate waiting to board, I saw a sign and I actually got a little bit of anxiety about flying for the first time in I can't remember how long. So I'm sitting there and, um, I had checked luggage, but I was sitting main cabin and I was like one of the last people to board. So I'm just sitting there with my luggage waiting till the very end to board the plane. No, I might have to check it when I get to the gate regardless. And I'm like, I'm going to be the last person on this plane because I don't want to sit there. Blah, blah, blah. I got to check my bag anyway because there's not going to be any overhead bin space. It's fine. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching and I'm, I see the sign and then I start like perusing everybody that's sitting at my gate because now there are signs and airports by the gates that says um, no yelling, no assaults, no, because passengers wow, they have to say that. <laughs> are so off the chain these days yes. <laughs> and are so out of it that they have these signs at the gates <laughs> right by where the flight attendants are, you know, checking everybody in. That's like literally says, do not lay hands on people. Do not assault people. Do not scream and yell at people, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, this is where we are as a country now. Yes, this is where we are. And I don't know where everybody started to get so angry <laughs> and take it out on each other, but we're in the middle of it. Because I remember the first time I saw that, and this was right after the pandemic, and I went to go get a mammogram, and they had those signs up at the doctor's office, like, about not yelling, not cursing out, like, treating the the employees with respect, etc., um, because people just, they, they lost all common, like, 
<laughs> decency, right? I, I used to feel like I would only see this when it went viral online, even with all the traveling I was doing. But now it's pretty much gotten to the point where yeah. every time I travel, I actually see it myself. Oh, like no. the way that people mm-hmm. talk to each other, yep. and it's really bad. So that's why I'm like, I'm getting on the plane and I'm like, everybody, please just behave yourself. <laughs> <laughs> only got an hour and a half flight. Can yeah. we just do that? Can, Give me 90 minutes. Can we just be nice that's to it. each other, please? <laughs> all right, we got a couple of extra seconds here. You talk about something completely offensive, right? Yes. So, um, I'm going to read this Reddit post about a guy who asked his ex-girlfriend to make a workout plan for his current girlfriend. Oh, hell no. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I, 20-year-old female, and my boyfriend, Alex, 22-year-old male, met three years ago but started dating 10 months ago. When I first met Alex three years ago, we were both in separate relationships. At the time, he was dating Ellie, 22-year-old female. Alex and I had a mutual friend back then, went off and meet in a group setting with our partners and a few more couples. We both got out of our own relationships at the same time a year ago and hit it off. Ellie works out a lot, and Alex and her would often go to the gym together back when they dated. She has a slim, thick body type with a flat stomach, bigger thigh, ass, and slim arms. She's very pretty, and it's hard not to be jealous. Her figure almost looks like a real-life Elastigirl. I, on the other hand, am slim and thin. I'm just tall, skinny, and flat. I don't mind the way I look. Alex never seemed to dislike the way I looked either. He always complimented the little I had. He asked one time before if I wanted to go to the gym to get a membership and work out with him, but I said no, and he never asked again. Yesterday, Ellie reached out to me through Instagram and asked if I had talked to Alex about wanting to start working out. I said no, because I hadn't. I was a bit confused and asked why she was asking. She then proceeded to send me multiple screenshots of conversations with Alex. Oh boy. He had asked her to put together a workout plan, a meal plan, that would make my body look like hers. Oh, no, What are you doing? That's a no-no. He told Ellie that it was my idea and that I had asked him to ask Ellie. I never did. He was very strict with making sure that she sent the plan to him and not me. Ellie thought this was a little suspicious and decided to ask me before she made the plan. I haven't told him that I know about it, and I genuinely genuinely don't know where to go from here. I feel so insecure and ashamed of the way I look now. Ellie's been an absolute saint through this and has really tried to make me feel pretty, although it doesn't work. Alex is apparently not happy with the way I look. Not only does he want me to change, but he wants me to look like his ex. <laughs> I did not think this is going to come back to haunt him. I have no idea. Neither her older relationship going to work out now. <laughs> this guy sucks so bad. Fun fact, there's an edit. It's now her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, no doubt. Yep. Man, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> All right, it's a Burt Show. The Burt Show.